Let's read some Glitch in the Matrix stories, part 163. Never mess with 666. This story is something that I will never forget. Let me preface the story by explaining that I come from an Italian family with a noni grandmother who spoke to the dead, seen spirits, and could do certain prayers and things to take the malocchio away, which is in short the evil eye, which causes headaches to people, so I was no stranger to odd and crazy things happening, especially because I shared the room with my noni for years. I loved her so much, but I digress. So I was around eight to nine years old when it happens. A little backstory. I was living at my childhood home. My address at the time was 644 2nd Street. The neighbor kids and I would play outside all day and night because this was back in the late 80s. Down the street from my house, on the same side, next door to my best friend's house was 666 2nd Street. Stories were always told about the people that lived and died there. One was an elderly couple who died days apart back in the early 60s. Another couple moved in. They were two gay men. One of the men also died in the house within months of living there. They lived there in the early 80s, so the rumor was that he died from AIDS. Prior to the gay couple, a family of nine lived there. Of nine. Their last child died of SIDS. Oh. This is all relative because when I was playing outside at night, we would see the older couple in the house. The house was not rented at the time, yet the lights would turn on always around the same time between 6 and 8 p.m. My mom tried to convince me that there must have been a light that was on a timer or some shit, but no one lived there at the time. So was the power even on at the house? We would also catch a glimpse of a man that would be seen sitting by the large bay window that could be seen from the front porch. Every now and then he would appear, legs crossed, just a silhouette. Neighbors would say that they could hear a baby crying, which honestly just always made me sad. Well, one summer day, myself my sister, my best friend, and her cousin were all playing outside. We were being watched by my best friend's babysitter because all of our moms were at work. We would try our best to stay clear of the house normally, but it was kind of unavoidable. On that particular day, we decided that we were going to be brave and venture into the backyard of 666. Don't do it. There was a shared fence with my best friend's house that was about four foot high. It started more like a dare to see who would chicken out first. We could reach the backyard of 666 through the back alleyway that connected the houses or just jump the fence. These are row homes in New Jersey so all of our backyards were accessible through a back alley. In the backyard, we noticed that the back doorknob was missing, so it was just a hole, but a deadbolt was still above the open doorknob. My sister dared me to look in the hole. After much persuading, I was not going to be the punk of the group, so I looked. It was the kitchen. Most houses around the neighborhood were set up the same. The front of the home would be the living room, usually divided by a set of stairs, a dining room, and finally a kitchen. When I looked in, there was nothing in there except for a table and a stove. After explaining that there was nothing worth looking at, for some reason, I decided to pick up a little rock and throw it through the opening where the doorknob should have been. Within seconds, that rock came flying back out. I don't think the four of us have ever screamed so loud, but we were frozen where we stood. I had to try again, so I threw a pebble in and the same one came back out. The rate that these rocks came flying back out was enough to make us want to poop our pants. The babysitter heard our initial screams and came running. By this time, we were almost at the back gate. Out of breath, we tell her what happens. She tells us that she is calling the police. She assumed that there was someone in there that should not have been. Okay, babysitter, like logical explanation. Okay. We don't know what to do. We book it to my best friend's backyard and just watch the back door of 666. Our eyes are fixated on that door. The cops come relatively quickly. I would say within five to 10 minutes. They tried to enter the front, but it was locked with one of those realtor boxes. The one officer went to the rear door. It was also locked. The other officer found a window that was accessible on the front porch that they could enter through, thinking that a squatter or a homeless person was staying in the house, and this is how they were getting in and out. They searched that house top to bottom. Me and my friends watched that back door the entire time the police were there. No one ever left out of it. The babysitter was in the front waiting for the police, so no one could have come out the front. 
The babysitter and the police believed us because they could see the fear in our faces and clearly hear it in our voice. The police left with no explanation of who or what was in that house. Last year, I moved back to the same neighborhood. I bought 652nd Street, three doors down from my childhood home. When I originally came back, no one lived at 666. Around last summer, a family moved into 666. They lasted three months before they left. They said that they would hear what sounded like animals in the walls. Their lights would flicker all the time. They felt their chests get heavy like something was sitting on them. The mother said ever since she moved in, she felt unlike herself. I am unsure if anyone ever told them any stories. Most people have left the neighborhood by now, being that it has been almost 30 years. They moved out quickly, but right across the street to a rental that opened up. The house recently sold again, and the new owners painted the house red about a month ago. Who thought that was a good idea? I will never know. No one lives there yet. It was bought and fixed up and up for rent. I have attached photos of 666. I am curious to see what happens when a new family moves in. My grandmother, who spoke to the dead in her sleep and frequently seen entities and spirits, warned me to never go back to 666. It even scared her, and she lived on this block at 644 for over 50 years. Up until that point, I had never experienced anything personally, but I am a firm believer ever since. I have had other encounters, but this was the first and the one I will stick with me and my sister forever. Even to this day, at 40 years old, I shudder when I have to walk by the house, and just to be safe, I make the sign of the cross. By the way, I love you, Auntie Matrix. Thank you for reading my story. Thank you for sharing. I love you, too. Oh, that was a good one. They need to get a priest in that house before they sell it again. I hope the realtors are, like, warning these people of the things that have gone on. I'm just, like, picturing those rocks flying out of the door, and it's freaking me out, man. Oh, before I forget, we got to look at the picture. This is it. This is house 666. Let me get out of the way. Oh, so it's like a row because I see 664 is like literally attached to it. And now this is 666 right here. The red is a lot. There's the steps up to the door. Ooh. Short cast club.